Hi, welcome to episode 34 of Possibilities Cafe. I'm Karen Barno, your host. I want to talk to you today about learned helplessness, being stuck. Learned helplessness is actually a scientific word or, you know, a word that psychiatrists came up with a long time ago and they did studies and, you know, I hate even talking about the study, but they would um, put dogs in a, in a kennel and they would have the dog or go towards a prize and they would shock the pad and the dog would go off and, and get away from that. And then they would put the dog on a different path and they wouldn't shock the dog and the dog would get the treat. So the dog learned after a while that if it went one direction, it got shocked and it was painful and the other it would not. So it learned to be helpless. And that's why when you see shock collars for dogs, people are so against it because you're teaching learned helplessness. Because if you, as soon as, after a while, as soon as you put the shock collar on a dog, the dog settles down because it's learned helplessness. But this also happens in day-to-day -day living. If you know somebody that's had trauma, you can, you can watch them have learned helplessness. If you have somebody that's been in an accident, in a car accident, and they'll hear screeching tires, you'll see them shut down because that's, they have learned that when they hear screeching tires, there's an accident, there's a bad outcome. If you've been abused, if you have trauma in your background, you can shut down quickly. Um, if a guy approaches me fastly, I will, fastly, I will shut down. If, um, I fear, if I feel fearful or threatened, I shut down. I don't come out swinging as people would think you would. I don't come out saying, you know, who are you? I completely and totally shut down because it's learned helplessness. You learn after a period of time that you can't fight. You learn after a period of time that you're not gonna win, so you, you shut down. Um, another example of this, and I talked about this a couple of videos ago in Auschwitz, well, in all the concentration camps, when the Americans went to release the prisoners, the, not they weren't prisoners, I'm sorry, when, when they went to release the Jewish people being held prisoner for no reason, they all came out to greet the Americans, but then they went back and went back to their beds and the Americans were like, why? And they had doctors come and explain, every time they came out, there was a bad outcome. So they learned to go back. So think about how many times in your life you go to do something and you stop and you don't know why. You know, when I was probably, I can't even tell you, we'll say 11 or 12, I was in a car accident on my birthday. No big deal. We went to the hospital, I had to get checked because we had bumps and bruises, but it really wasn't a big deal. Never gave it another thought. About three years ago, I was driving down the interstate here in Phoenix and a car right next to me was hit by another car and that screeching and pounding of the cars. For the next probably six months, I was afraid to drive and I couldn't figure out why. But I realized as I sat down and really kind of thought about it, that it was that learned helplessness. Because when you get hit by a car, you go to the hospital. And when I went to the hospital, again, it was no big deal, but I was the youngest and somebody, I don't know, somebody had a cut, I can't couldn't tell anymore, but I got left alone in the emergency room. And I was very scared because I was in this big room by myself, learned helplessness. So you have to look around and think, what do you do in your life that when something happens, you stop? Because that's exactly what's holding you back. If you've been told forever not to be the center of attention, that people that are the center of the attention, that 
said that wrong, that are the center of attention are egotistical, they're narcissists, they're bad people, they don't care about you, they, they want all the love, they want all the attention, then you will stop seeking being the center of attention. Now, when I say you'll stop seeking it, say you start a business and your business starts taking off and people start calling you, hey, do you wanna be on my podcast? Hey, do you wanna be on my video? And you shut down. And you don't realize that that's the thing about learned helplessness. You don't realize you're shutting down. You don't realize that you're, you're coming right up against, in your mind, an immovable object. Because something happened and it caused you to not want to be the center of attention. Um, it could be the same thing with weight. I have, I have a girlfriend who, when she was young, her dad would make her and her sister and brother weigh in every day before they ate dinner. And if they deviated from the, his, his projected and his mind what their weight should be, they would get yelled at and they wouldn't be able to eat dinner. She, to this day, had still, as she calls it, red, green, red, yellow, green or something. I know, I think that would be the obvious colors, but it wasn't. She had a saying for it. Um, but when she was in the black, I think that's what she called it, then, because that meant she was going to get hurt really bad, she would, she would just stop eating. And I would, I would go out to dinner with her and I'd be like, why are we here if you're not eating? Because I didn't realize about this. And she's like, I, I really want to eat. I'm really hungry. I just can't. And the more we talked and talked about it over the years, it was like, well, you know, because she was always thin, she's a beautiful woman, just strikingly beautiful. And then she finally told me, and it's like, you've, you've got to understand, and whether you go get counseling or what, that nobody is going to come and make you weigh in and beat you. And that's easier said than done. But she became that way, that when she, her weight was good, and I can't remember what word she used, but it was a crazy word. When her weight was good, she would eat. That girl could eat food. But then, of course, and, and I told her, I said, you're just, you're putting yourself on a hamster wheel. Instead of when your weight is exactly where you're, this mythical amount that you think you need to be, you eat a lot, and then three days later, you're, you know, in this horrible place, and now you're punishing yourself. You've got to stop using food to punish you. And that's how we become, that's what learned helplessness is. Somebody shows us that if we do this type of behavior, it's going to be poor for us, so we stop it. And then hopefully as you become an adult, you start examining and thinking, well, you know, I really like being the center of attention. I really like eating and I like the way I look. How do I get over it? And then you kind of start sitting with it and saying, okay, you know, at this age, you know, as a, as a lot of you know, I was abused as a child. Well, I'm old enough now that I say at this age, there ain't nobody abusing me. And there's nobody that's going to hurt me. So Karen, you're being unrealistic. You need to heal this. You need to understand that nobody's coming to beat you. Nobody's coming to throw you out naked in snow. You're good. But you have that learned helplessness. And it pops up. And just when you think one thing's healed, something else pops up. So you've got to always be diligent to what's keeping you stuck. Because you do not want to be 85, 90 and look back and say, man, I wish I would have done such and such. Look back and say, man, if I wish I would have just ate. I wish I would have just realized that I could eat. You know, I wish I could have just realized that I could, I could have taken center stage and it would have been fine. You know, I, I had a friend that was a great dancer and that's where the center of attention comes from actually. She was a great dancer and everybody wanted her to lead because she was fantastic. 
but it drove her father crazy. He would be on a, why are you all this center of attention? Why are you showing off? And obviously he had some shadows running. And I mean, that's all this is, is shadows. He had shadows running and he, in his way, felt like he was protecting her, but he was holding her back. She eventually quit dancing. She was like, I, I'm not gonna dance anymore because it's, it's too much pain. And it took her years and years to really sit with it and say, okay, wait, my dad's gone. He can't heckle me and actually he danced with her at her wedding and you know how brilliant of a dancer she was. So she was able to heal it. Now she doesn't mind dancing in front of people and being the center of attention. But if you don't understand the concept of learned helplessness, then you're going to struggle moving forward. You're gonna struggle finding your greatness because we're all meant for great stuff. We're all meant to be amazing. But when you have these little things, these little invisible roadblocks set up by other people around you who didn't accept something about you that is really, and, and the thing is, when you really dig deep about learned helplessness, when you really dig deep on who you are, you're going to find out that part of your learned helplessness is where you're great at. I love making people laugh. It took me years. I just realized it recently. I always wanted to be a comedian. I love making people laugh. But I would get yelled at all the time by teachers, by my parents. You know, quit talking up in class. You know, quit goofing around. Quit screwing around. You're not serious enough. You're not professional enough. And when I became a CEO of an organization, I could hear those voices. And actually, I had a board member say, you are never serious enough. I don't know how you can do this job. You're not serious enough. You're always screwing around and you think everything's funny. When in reality, that really wasn't true. And that exact moment in time, yeah, we were goofing around. We were all goofing around. But in her mind, she expected me to be more stoic. And I became that. I quit monkeying around. And if you look at my videos over the course of time, if you went back to Periscope, you would see they were a lot more goofier. They were a lot more fun. And when I made a mistake, I would just laugh. And then all of a sudden you'll see it be like, hello, I'm Karen Barno, and this is what I do. And I realized recently, you know what? I am who I am. Like it, don't like it. I got past the learned helplessness that if I'm not serious, people won't respect me. If I'm not serious, people won't listen to me. And got to the point where, you know what? I'm a smart person. I know my job. I know the information well. I hope you listen to me because, you know, when it comes to assisted living, I know my stuff. But I'm not going to always be a stuck-in-the-mud serious person. I'm going to have fun because life is way, way too much fun. And I've seen too many people die too young and live with regret while they're dead. I mean, it's obviously I tied those two things together, being older and regret and passing. And you sit there and you look, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. Somebody very close to me spent her whole life saving money. She was a saver. She worked for the state, so she saved her vacation. She saved her sick time. Um, when her parents became ill, she had to use a lot of the sick time. She built it back up. She had to use a lot of her savings. She built it back up. And then she's like, I am going to retire, and my husband and I are going to go on our dream vacation to Australia. He has Alzheimer's now, and she never got the dream vacation because she waited. Don't wait. Don't have learned helplessness that, you know, you have to keep the nose to the grindstone until you retire. And then when you retire, you can celebrate. Celebrate now. Eat cake now. Like that book says, we're purple now. Do what you want to do now because tomorrow is not a guarantee. 
And as long as you keep getting stuck, it just dredges on. Figure out where, you're, where you yourself are holding yourself back. What is creating these learned helpless moments in your life? And then heal them. If you can't heal them, go see a psychiatrist, go see a doctor. You know, if it's a shadow, I'll be happy to talk to you about shadows. Because all you have to do with shadows is pull it out, look at it, and say, where did this come from? And seriously, dude, I mean, for my friend, it was like, sit down and ask yourself, you know, how many fa families do you know where the father makes people step on a scale before they, before they weigh in, before they eat dinner? Clearly your dad had issues. It's not you, it was him, except it was him. And now all of a sudden she's like, well, he was an alcoholic. He was this and this. It's like, but she wouldn't accept that because he was the right, he was the weigher. He was the man that held the weight keys. So who's holding the keys to your life? Who's holding on to your life? And you're giving them this mythical key and every time they turn it, or every time they pass now even, and every time that phrase comes up or that action takes, you hide, you shut down. Stop shutting down, man. Now's the time. Stand up, scream to the world, this is who I am. If you wanna start an online digital course, check out my starting, you know, three steps to starting and building your online course. If you wanna go into business for yourself, go into business for yourself. If you wanna be who you're meant to be and screw around and have a great time, do it. Life is too damn short. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, if you're on my podcast, please give me a subscribe. If you are watching this, because I do post over to my YouTube, give me a subscribe there. Be who you're meant to be and stop allowing all these voices around you. Stop allowing them to impact you. Have your voice. Own your enchanted voice and you will take off. You will become unbelievable because when you're in charge of you you are magnificent here's to finding your blue rose